So here we go. So again, so don't make yourself like a judge, number one. I'm sorry, like a lawyer. Don't make yourself like a lawyer. And when the, the litigants stand in front of you, look at them like Rasha. Don't say a guy walks in, uh, Victor said, and the guy has a beard. Must be he's a very honest fellow. And, uh, you know, the other guy walks in, uh, doesn't, doesn't look as, as Hashuv. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to just say, oh, look at, the, look at this guy. He looks like a Hashuv guy. No, I don't care what he looks like. You have to assume he is a criminal because we have to give a fair uh, trial. So therefore, we don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt. So when they walk in, I say they're both up to no good. They're both capable of anything that is being suggested. When they walk out of court, even though the guy was a liar and a crook and a cheat, because you went through and you found out this guy walked in, he looked great. You You have to look at him like a zakai, like a good guy. Why? They accepted the judgment on themselves. That means from the very fact, I don't care if the guy's, uh, I don't care what the guy is, but at the end of the day, he accepted the judgment, he paid his fine, he's a good man. Yes, uh, David Shabbat. It says over here, you have to judge call Adam the Kastichut and two Mishnahs before. So now you are comparing. Oh, you are good. comparing it now. Very good. Okay? David with David's it's, it's, on the money. Favorably, and then yes. now this one you're saying, okay, very good. Opposite, so David's on the, the money. Exactly. That's the point. That is the connection. Very well said, Dave. That is the okay. connection. Okay. The connection is that, I'm going to just play around over here a little bit. The connection is, like David said, that we're qualifying. We just finished saying you should judge everybody favorably. So now you're going to get carried away with judge everybody. Did you figure out on your own, Dave, or you got that from the art school? No, I thought about it and I went back and I said, I'm compared to two. I compared it. So very, very impressive, Dave. I had my Habruta, I had Elliot last night. Okay? You did? You really did? Yeah, I had him. We were like twenty minutes uh, talking about uh, that Mishnah that we went. So okay, it was very, it was very, it was great. Yeah, it was very okay, fun. Yeah. So that's our story. That that Dave just was was mechaven to one of the commentaries that we are connected because we just finished talking about Don Lakaf Zechut, and Don Lakaf Zechut might get like we said, you can get in trouble with Don Lakaf Zechut. You could be too friendly to neighbors that you shouldn't be friendly with. And down the kaf you're not going to be a good judge. You have to be suspicious. Good judge is suspicious. Good. But again, whenever they walk out, you have to look at them like they're clean. Can I just request whoever's scribbling on the side to stop the scribbling? I'm not sure who's doing that. We'll just ask you to stop. Thank you. Okay. Now, Rambam is going to explain why we don't like lawyers. Okay. Now, again, I don't know what lawyers are going to do about this. Rambam says, now he's going to go very far. What, what are we talking about? Who are these lawyers? He says, these are people. They learn the laws very well, and they're experts in them. And now they go and they prep, they prep the, uh, yes, they prep the guy. The they tell him like this. The trial, they're prepping the guy. They tell him. When the judge says this, you say that. When the other guy says this, you say that. So they set up the whole thing. They, they play out the thing and don't do this. Now he says, why not? Now listen to this line. You know this guy's right. That means you want to get him to the, to, the, to the money that he deserves, but you're training him to say things that might not be true. 
See, even though you are technically helping the guy that's the right guy, you know he's the right guy, doesn't make a difference. You have to let the court play out and let the judges play it out. You can't plan this guy to win even though he's right. Now, and that's what, that's what I'm bombing. I'm bombing says on the positive. We're talking about a guy, you know he's right. That means you watched from your window as the guy, the guy across the street, you saw there was a survey, you saw the guy across the street move his pole over two feet. So you saw he stole two feet from the other guy's property. Now they're going to court. So you want to help the guy and say, listen, if this guy says this, you say that. Give him the, give him the tips. You're, you're an expert in the law. So you know the things that if you say, what, 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 how they'll go one way or the other, don't do that. That's improper. But Benio goes a step further. He says, we're not talking about a guy that's teaching him lies. Now listen to these words. You ready for this? Somebody that teaches his friend lies in order to win the case. Again, I don't know what they do in law school. You ready for these words, Ovi? I'm going to make them nice and big. I hope don't offend any lawyers. A guy that goes and gives the guy false claims in order to win? I'll win the case. You know the guy's a criminal. That's the whole law system. I know the guy's a criminal, but I'll win the case. I'm a great, powerful lawyer. So that, that's his, that we didn't have to talk about. With the to go and make a guy win the case when, he, when, he's, when he's wrong, that's, that's horrible. We're talking about a guy that wants to help the guy win the case when he's right. We don't like that either. So again, I don't know what good Jewish lawyers do, you know, how, how they win cases when the job of the lawyer is to win, even though you know your client might be wrong. Yes, Billy? Rabbi, what would the Isu be in a case like that? Because that seems to be the common way that law is practiced. What, what so the mean? rabbis are telling us not to do it, but um, it's gezel da'at, is it uh, stealing? It's, like, it's crooked. It's just crooked. When you go into a case, we have to let the guy say and share what he did. Don't, like something they'll say, don't say that you put the garbage out there in the front because by you saying, don't tell them that you did this because then you, you get, well, a, a case has to be a case. Let, let everything go free. That's what we have judges for that. We have law because you're not supposed to be sitting there and telling the guy, don't say this because the... that's, that's, that's the law. That's, that's what Pirkei Avot's telling you. Now, so the guy's, the guy's standing in front of the judge. He was driving drunk and he's supposed to, his lawyer is telling him, tell them that you were not drunk. Right. And that's the only way he's getting out of it. He's not so allowed to do that. That's, no, that guy's, Rasha, that guy's Rasha Gamor. The guy says, oh, you don't drunk. We're talking about the guy's not drunk and he's still telling him what to say. We still don't like that. Mm. Okay, so again, I, I don't have an answer for, 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 again, I don't have an answer for, for Jewish lawyers that do that. I mean, there's a lot of very good, upstanding citizens that that's what they do for a living. Yes, uh, Victor. Yeah, so in other words, what if your lawyer is telling you, don't talk too much, don't give up, just answer the yeah. Okay, yeah, that's words, fine. Don't talk too much. That's, you know, that's a normal... Okay, that, that's good advice. Don't, yeah, don't, don't say things you don't have to say. Don't, you know, yeah. more you not say, get you in trouble. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's good advice. But we're talking about now where they're actually coaching you on, on either saying even the right things, surely coaching you on the wrong things. That, that right. is a very way. strong terminology. Right. How to say okay. it. I, I can't... A mock trial. Right, but I can't talk for, again, I can't talk for uh, what common practices today. Okay. Again, Pirkei it's pretty strong words over here. Both of them are Rambam and Rabbeinu now. Next. When the, when the uh, 
plaintiffs, litigants stand in front of you, look at them like Rishayim. What does that mean? You have no right. If you look at one of them and say, this guy's a Sadiq, he's going to win the case, you're already taking sides. So if it's a, what, what, what's the question over? The question is, who is lying over here when it comes to this, this guy? Did this guy steal his property? Here, he steal his property. So you have two people walk in. You, you have, one of them obviously did something wrong. You have to look at them both equally as being capable of the crime because otherwise it's not going to come out fair. Now, but when they walk out, that means the fact that he, he, was, he lied. That's true. But this is an important rule. This is a rule in schooling as well. Just because the guy lied, the kid cheated on a test, but he came forth and said, yes, I cheated on a test and I accept my assignment. This can't, kid can't be branded for life as a liar. Just because he lied once, don't, he, he, he lied, he admitted it, he accepted it, and let him go forward. You can't now go and label the guy. The words of Rabbeinu Yonah are, words of Rabbeinu Yonah are, um, yeah. Don't call him lolam becheskat shakran. That means the next guy, the guy's going to talk, he's now been established as a forever liar. That's not true. That means just because a guy, the guy did it three times, a different story. Guy slipped once, accepted the judgment on him, walked out of Beit Din. A guy was caught in a one-time event. That's it. Everyone, everyone has, a, has a fall. Everyone makes a mistake. You can't now, because of this single event as a judge, you saw what he did and now be sell him for life. It's a one-time event. There's, there is a thing called the Cheskat Shakran. Guy did something three times, okay. Guy did something once, okay. Did something once, fine. Let's, let's move on. We can't, we can't brand him for life because of a, uh, a mistake. Okay. Um, now, the Midrash Shemuel says, when we say the guy walks out, when they walk out, he's a Sadiq. He says it depends how you accepted it. Most times, he says, people walk out, they're kicking and screaming and cursing. What's about a guy that walks out, his words are, Bikriya, he's humbled, like an Evan Niftam of Nerabo, he says, judge, you're right. And he comes out and accepts it. Now, he brings a beautiful proof on how he accepts it. Look at the words over here that the Mishnah used. The words the Mishnah used, it's a very beautiful diuk. I like diuks. Diuks means reading the exact language and getting a duke. What was Lashon of the Mishnah? Lashon of the Mishnah was, When they both walk away from you. What do you mean when they both walk away from you? They should both be zakai because they accepted the judgment. When they both walk away? One of them was right anyway. So what do you tell me when they both walk away from you? When they both leave, they should both be zakai because they accepted the din. The guy that, got, that, won the, that won the court case, of course he walked out happy. And you know he was right. So what are you telling me when they walk out as if now, what's going on? You hear the kasha? When they walk out, it should be when he walks out, the bad guy, you should now give him the, the say he turned around. Why wouldn't they walk out? Says the Midrash Shmuel, it's similar to when Avraham and Yitzchak, they were going to Akedat Yitzchak. What's the duke? They went together. That means Yitzchak, even though he knew he was being slaughtered, went with the same excitement that, that he went beforehand. They're walking out together. That means the guy that lost the case 
looks as happy as the guy that won the case. He lost the case, but they're walking out together. That means he doesn't feel like he lost the case. I, 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 whatever I did, I did wrong. I got caught. I'm, I'm, I'm on rehabilitation now. And he walks out with the same simcha, so to say, the same excitement as the fellow that won the case. That's what we're talking about. Now we're talking any guy that walks out automatically is good. He walked out and you see for the, for the way he accepted it was in a positive way. Okay, now we're going to have a very big chidush. Okay? Till now, this is an unbelievable chidush. But again, I would not have uh, known or even looked at it if not for preparing this class. So there's a great rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Alashkar. Now, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, take out the L, take out the Lama there, and it sounds like uh, it's from Stephen's family. But right now, it's El Ashkar, okay? But maybe we want to take it out just for, uh, make Steve feel good, okay? Ashkar, however you'd like to do it. So this rabbi, this rabbi, okay, I can't undo it. I'm stuck, okay? This rabbi says like this, you know what it means? Don't make yourself like judge it, like, like lawyers, or chehadayanim, we're not talking about a lawyer in court or We're talking about somebody who's trying to judge what God did. That's what he's talking about. That's what Orchei is. Let's read his words now. He says, don't make yourself like people that tr- starts making ta'anot, claims against Hashem. And he says, how come the Sadiq has difficulties and the Rasha has good? What's going on? So he wants to start understanding God's ways. And that's why this comes after the previous Mishnah. Now, again, now we like when we have a connection. What's this before? We said, don't connect to Rasha. What happens when you connect to Rasha? You see his success. So now when you have the people standing there and you see the Sadiq and the Rasha, those are two people, and you say, I don't understand. What's going on? How come the Sadiq is going down? And the Rasha, what's going on? How come the, he says, you know what? They should both be like Rishayim. What does it mean they should both be Rishayim? That means that you have to, you have a choice over here. The Chafetz Chaim writes this. Chafetz Chaim writes this, and I know people don't like to hear this. And um, Chafetz Chaim says, he's talking about the end of World War I. After World War I, the Jewish, Jewish life was horrible. They were impoverished. They were thrown around. And everyone was complaining, what's going on? Where's God? It was, it was a real low in the time of the Jewish people. The Russians, Siberia, it was a horrible situation. The Chafetz Chaim wrote a letter to the Jewish people. And it was basically a pamphlet on what they should work on. And he says, I have two options. He says, I don't know what to do. He says, if I say the Jewish people are good, what's going on? I make God look bad. If I say, if I say the Jewish people are sinners, and that's why it happened, I make the Jewish people look bad. What should I do? I'm stuck. Because I know God's doing the right thing. And obviously the Jews, these things are happening, they deserve it. So you, got, you have to wait. Now, of course he says that I'm not going to attack the people specifically, but they have to be mitchazek. Because when things are going wrong, you got two choices. Either we made a mistake or God made a mistake. He says, I'd rather go with the one that we made a mistake. But he says... Kishu, so then when they're standing in front of you, listen to the way he learns this Mishnah. When they're standing in front of you, means they're right here now, I have a Sadiq and Rasha, and the Rasha looks like he's doing great, and the Sadiq is suffering. I have to say, look, the Sadiq obviously has some sins, and that's why he's suffering, because nobody is perfect. So if, if a person is suffering, 
Means he had some sins. This Gilgul, last Gilgul, God is just. So I have to say, God is just. I can't be the lawyer and start trying to be a lawyer. I have to say, the judge is, is just. God is just. But Kishiniftarim, now we use the word Niftarim, means they pass away. When they pass away, then they're Sadiqim. Because when a person passes away, I don't care who he was. He went through the process, he suffered, he's a Sadiq. And now, he says like this. And he says, right, he says, I would write down the Kaf Sechut. So he says, once they pass away, then, you, then, then, then they're Sadiqim. Then they're Sadiqim. I want to share with you, I shared you with, with some people in a different class. Yes, uh, Stephen Asher, go ahead. This week's parasha. Wow, Stephen Asher, gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's what they say. If they pass away, they're kiddoshim. That means, I don't know what happened before, and the person passed away, he was cleansed, he's a kadosh. So I want to share with you an unbelievable piece. I shared it with some other guys in a different class. I forgot which class I shared it, in the Beit Aravi class. Let me share it. I plan on using it on my tomorrow's bitachon. Moses? Yeah, Moses. Go ahead, Moses. How, how could you say that automatically if someone dies, they become a tzaddik? A guy's driving on his car on Shabbat and he gets hit by a tractor trailer. You're telling me he's a tzaddik? He's driving on Shabbat? Uh, Moses, you, you're really... I, I want Morris Dweck to answer that question. Morris? Morris, are you going to help me out, Morris? One second. So let me just read his Lashon. His Lashon is like this. Um, I'll read you his Lashon again, Moses. One second. Hold on. Um, his Lashon is like this. He's a big rabbi, this rabbi. It's from 400 years ago. He says like this. That means he got his justice. He got judged. We're assuming he's talking about he died in his sins. So even if he got hit by the truck, that's that. He got exactly the point. You gave a great point. The guy's driving on Shabbat. He got hit by a truck. So he got his judgment. And therefore, uh, he's a study. Really? Exactly so, so a person who jumps off a building... And he kills himself. No, we didn't, go into we didn't go into suicide. Why? What's the suicide. difference? Suicide or Shabbat? Shabbat is a bigger death penalty than suicide. No, no, no. Suicide no. Is, is, is not to cut it. No, suicide, uh, he did it to himself. He did it to himself. Yeah. He did it to God so punished it's, him. It's, no, no. It's God a punished him. God punished him. Okay, God let it happen that he no, no, decided no, no. to he, do no, something. He, no, he chose to do that. That's a little different. He chose to do and something. And he chose to drive on Shabbat. And God punished him. Not, not everyone that drives on Shabbat gets hit by a truck. So you, so you need to tell if me... the guy gets hit by a truck... No, I'm saying, if anything, better. Sometimes you have a story. You say, the guy was driving on Shabbat, and this kind of guy dies. So, oh, good, he deserved it. No, look at that. This guy was driving on Shabbat, got hit by a truck. God cleansed him. He is, he's a Sadiq. That's he what he can't said. be a Sadiq. It's impossible. How could he be a Sadiq? He died without making Teshuvah. He never okay. said he's sorry. Okay, Moses, I'm going to ask you to talk to Morris Dweck later, because he's, he's, uh, he knows how to look at these things better. Okay. Where's Morris? Is Morris there to help me? I don't even see Morris. Morris is not there to help me. Okay, so now we're gonna we're gonna read we're gonna read a little further over here. You, Moses, you, I'm gonna I'm reading now from great rabbis. You 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 will just gonna read a little bit more. I hear your question. The All right, so let's start, read. Let's time. read. Hold on one yeah. second, Moses, about... Moses. 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 Hold on. Let me read a little further. Okay, give me a second to read a little further. Okay. Now we're quoting from a rabbi. He was Reb Chaim Palaji's. I think he was his rabbi. His name was Reb Eliyahu from Izmir. Bilal from Izmir was known as the Shevet Musar. 
well-known great rabbi. And I want to read to you the following. And we, we have to, I accept this. Again, Moses, I'm going to give him tomorrow's bitachon, so you'll help me how to word it properly. So it's talking about there were 24,000 men that died because they were sinning with the daughters of Moab. They don't sound like uh, that good to me, right? They don't sound that good to me. They're sinning with the daughters of Moab. Good? That means there was a bunch of zonot, and this was Bilam's plan to make the Jewish people get killed. He sends out these girls, 24,000 people die. Now, listen to the words. The Torah says, There was a plague, Ba'adat Hashem. There was a plague, Ba'adat Hashem. Means these 24,000 people that died are called Adat Hashem. Now, you could have learned it. Adat Hashem is the 600,000 people. And of those 600,000 people, 24,000 died. He says, he wants to say, I want to prove from this. Hold on, Stephen. Let me ask you a second. I can prove from this pasuk. Anyone that dies in the plague, that means anyone that died during Corona, person dies in the plague, all his sins are forgiven. We're talking about now this guy that was sinning with the daughters of Moab. After they died in this epidemic, now I'm going to tell you why. Why if someone dies in the Magefa, do they get cleansed? It's a disgust, it's a hard disease. It's, everyone stays away from them. The guy dies alone in a hospital room. He's quarantined. No one can look at him. He doesn't get respect when he dies. Like other, like other people that die get respect. And it says if somebody has rain or mud by their funeral, it's a good sign because look, God's getting the last licks. This guy that dies in this way without any respect and everyone looks at him like a leper and they run away from him, that man, his sins are cleansed. Now, Moses, I'm sorry, but I have black and white. Now, these 24,000 people, by the way, Stephen Ash will tell you, Steve, unmute yourself, please. Steve, who did these 24,000 people that died? Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva students. 24,000 students from the best of the best. These guys were Sadiqim. They did something wrong. They had a horrible death in a Magefa, and uh, they became cleansed. And all their sins are forgiven. And they came from Shechem. They came from Shechem, 24,000 people of Shechem. Also, right, they started off Shechem, then this, the whole story, till they, till they came around. So, uh, you know, we, we can't judge. That's his point. Don't, you don't, we, we, it's not our job to start trying to figure things out. We have to know God is just. When people get punished, we assume they are now just and clean, etc. Uh, Stevie Shan, what do you got to say? I want to say that any time the word "edah" is used, it's for yes. the negative. No, wrong, Stevie. I'm sorry to say this. Edah The word "edah" doesn't mean negative. Edah ra'ah means negative. The word "edah" does not mean negative. I love you, Stevie, but it's not. Why? By by miraglim that like it says "edah ra'ah." It doesn't say "edah." The word "edah" does not mean bad. Okay. You can look into it, Stevie. Come back and you know. But I, I think. Okay, I will. So it's miracles and miracles. Because when I started this Mishnah, honestly, I'm learning this Mishnah. I said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this Mishnah? It's all about judges and lawyers. It's not pertinent to anything. It's a boring Mishnah. How am I going to sell this Mishnah? And then I found this Maram al-Shakar that literally applies it to current events and current times. You cannot say, and I, 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 I'm guilty of it. Sometimes you see something, someone happens, that, well, exactly Moses' case. Someone's driving on Shabbat, and they get into an accident, 
right? So you say good, I don't say you say good for them, but you think so, oh yeah, see, yeah, driving Shabbat, the guy, no, right? So that's our story over here. Um, where's Morris? Morris Dweck's gonna help me. Morris, you're gonna help me a little? Unmute yourself, Morris, please. Gilgul. Gilgul, what This is Gilgul. That what? The 24,000 and 24,000 Right, 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 right. No, we wanna know how do you explain to Moses? How are you looking at this guy who was driving on Shabbat and got hit by a truck? Are you going to say the guy was cleansed and clean or the guy's driving on Shabbat? He didn't do any Teshuvah and he got hit by a truck and finished. He's a Rasha. That doesn't have to be necessary that it was a Rasha. You have no idea why he was driving. You're just throwing that out. You have no idea why Don't he was driving. Don't talk to me. Talk to Moses. You have no idea why he was driving. Okay, Moses. Was he driving to go save somebody? Was he, what, no, what, no. What was he, he, was he was on the way to the beach. Yeah. He's you not. He's not on... He's not on the way to do a mitzvah. He's not saving a life. He's driving. He's smoking a cigarette in his convertible, going to the beach on Shabbat, and he gets hit okay. by a truck. You're telling me he goes straight to heaven? And he went to yeshiva for the, for the first 18 years and just fell yeah. out. So don't, don't yeah. right. Okay, okay. He went did he straight to heaven. There before, before he died? No. How do you know? How do you We're know? assuming. No. We could take you both approaches. Get, you, okay. You know what okay, assume means? If, Come on, okay, Moses. No problem. You no know problem. what assume have, means. Okay, no I'm going to stop this now, but I know exactly. I know Morris and I know Moses, so we're going to stop right here. We're going to mute everybody and we'll continue. Okay, Dave, let's go. Unmute. Rabbi. Yes. It was determined that that was, that he was going to die that day, so Hashem needed a reason to make okay, him but, die. Yeah, that's true. But he was driving on Shabbat. Okay, we're going to stop this conversation because it's going to get too heavy. Mr. Bra, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there's different levels in Lanam Habat. They're not just going straight up to the highest level. Okay. No, but the, the, no, this fellow, I'm just going back to the case. The people that sin by Pa'or, you'd look at these guys, the lowest of the low. These guys are going after Moab girls. They die in a plague, and he says all their sins were forgiven. That's a pretty heavy statement. It's, yeah? It's still much, probably, probably much greater people than uh, anybody we know. Yeah. Okay, Moses, we'll give you one last shot, please. Yeah, Moses. Great. So how do you explain Yeravam ben Navat? He has no chelek le'olam haba. How do you explain... No, we're not people... saying that everyone goes to Olam haba automatically. He says... What do you mean? You head... said everyone who dies, no, I they're said, cleansed of their they, sin. No, I, not if... You're supposed to look at it this way. I didn't say it. You're supposed to be down the cops after the guy dies. What's happening afterwards, only God knows. I don't know. I have no idea. I, my, my, I, I'm the judge. What God does is another story. So when the guy is alive and someone's suffering, look, it's going both ways. When the Sadiq's suffering, I say, look, he must have done something wrong. I'm not, I, I, look, God's just. The Sadiq's suffering, but he must have done something wrong. And when the Rasha dies, they say, he probably got his kapara and, and he's going good now. That's the way I'm supposed to look at it. I'm not, well, listen, to, it, I'm it, not it, saying it, there's it, nobody. I'm not saying it, there's nobody that has no Olam But it's in the Gemara today. It says, en yisurim beli avon. Yes, it says nobody nobody dies without sins. Good. So that's 100%. So therefore, I'm not going to say God's wrong. I'm going to say, obviously, this guy deserved it for some reason. You have to say that. That's all. Okay. I'm okay with that. Ramosha Feinstein had cancer at the end of his life. Okay. Why? I don't know. But Or I could say he was a Sadiq, Machaper for the door. But it's for sins. It's his sins. It's someone's sins. Whatever it is. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not going to question God and say, what's going on over here? This is not right. Oh, okay, I misunderstood. I thought we were saying that, I thought you were saying that a, that a person who dies in the middle of his sin, that God is going to forgive him of all his sins. No, not necessarily. We're, yes, right, we're, we're supposed, supposed to, look to say, right, we right. don't know. We yes. don't know why. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, good. Fine. Wonderful. Okay, any more questions? Adam Hazrak. Yes, Adam. 
Uh, Rabbi, sometimes though that Rasha could be forgiven because he's dying Kiddush Hashem. The fact that he's a Rasha and he's getting punished. That's is that also, said? True. also true. Guy, right. guys, all Kiddush Hashem is another story. We're talking about here. No, that's why Moab, right? That's why Moab. You said they died. Uh, no, but he's fun. he's learning from Moab. Anyone that dies in the Magefa because it's a it's it's a very difficult death, and because it has embarrassment, that brings Kaparata Vono. Okay, good. Let's get back to our story over here. Um, okay. Okay, so now the Chida goes further. Okay, it's unbelievable how you could take a Mishnah that would have looked like just a very dry Mishnah and has nothing to do with me because I'm not a lawyer, so we just bashed all Jewish lawyers. And he says like this. Besides the simple pshat, there's a Musar here to a person. Don't be a lawyer on yourself. Say, oh, you know why? I, you know, I, I, I got up at 10.30. I, I missed the Zman Kriyat Shema. I was tired. I was... Don't become your own lawyer with all kind of weak ta'anot and excuses like lawyers do for other people. That means, yeah, great. You're going to get the dream team as a lawyer. O.J. Simpson got off. Don't be, what was the guy's name? Cochran? What was the guy's name? I forgot what the guy's name was. Cochran, maybe? I don't remember the whole, whatever the team was. You know, you, you don't have to be the dream team to save yourself. When you do something wrong, you have to go and say, I did something wrong. Because, ze, listen to these words, ze ikar hara. that's the Yetzirah's main wisdom and technique is to make you be your own lawyer and limit your sin. In your own eyes, you're always giving yourself off. And to look for your zechut. And therefore, you know, you don't have to do Tishuvah because, you know, what you got to, you're your own best lawyer. And he brings, that's what it means. At the end of Bereshit, it says, B'chol yetzer makshavot libo, rak ra kol hayom. What does it mean, rak ra? The yetzer ra keeps saying rak. Rak means it's only. It's only a little sin. It's rak ra. And that's, that's, that's what the yetzer ra does to you. So therefore, he says, don't be your own lawyer. He says, what does a Baal Nefesh do? What does a good man do? Even if he did a small sin, he thinks it's a big sin because I sinned to God. He's not looking for outs. He feels he did something wrong. He'll correct it. So don't be a lawyer means don't be your own lawyer. Don't be your own lawyer. You have to, you did something wrong, accept your sin and go on, but don't be your own lawyer. Okay, so that's the end of Mishnah Chet. Mishnah Tet is also very short. This is also, for some reason, these are both related to judgment cases. Shimon ben Shetach Omer. And again, there's a history behind this. Shimon ben Shetach, there's a whole story that his son was falsely judged because they didn't ask the witnesses proper questions. And therefore, uh, he, he gave this advice. Have a a person should cross-examine the witnesses very well. Whenever witnesses come in, cross-examine them well. Now, when you're cross-examining them, have a zahir bidvarecha. Be careful how you cross-examine them. Because you, the judge, if you, don't, if, you, if you give out your tricks when you're cross-examining them, they're going to know what kind of questions you're going to ask. And now, they'll learn how to lie. So a judge has to have certain techniques in cross-examining them, ask the questions fast, don't give them a chance to think, and etc. So, so, so uh, again, this Mishnah 
I did not find anything that's really relevant to us. And we're going to go on to the next Mishnah. Next Mishnah, we're going to spend some more time on. We're just going to touch the tip of the iceberg now. Next Mishnah goes like this. Okay, David Shabbat raised his hand. Um, there should be a way that you can call on somebody when you're in the thing. Yes, go ahead, Dave. There's just a note that I saw about here about the, about the Shimon ben Shahada. He has two achievements in his life. Okay, he instituted the Kedula. Good. Number one. And he also established the first Jewish elementary school for, for, uh, to benefit orphans and all that. So he had something to his life. Mm -hmm. Okay, those are just a couple of notes for well, him. Well, um, for anyone here that's learning Masechet um, Berachot or ever learned it, they should know something about Shimon ben Shetach. Anyone here remember something about Shimon ben Shetach? Who was his brother-in-law? Raise your hand if you know who his brother-in-law was. Yitzhak Musayef, where are you, Yitzhak? Hold on. i got to find Yitzhak. The problem is you can't find people here. There's too many screens. Yes, Yitzchak down there. Yitzchak, what do you hear? Yanai. Yanai Amelech. Very good. King Yanai was his brother-in-law. Yanai was married to Shimon Shetach's sister. Do you remember uh, what exactly? There was something that happened over there. There was a meal. You remember the story, anybody? Anyone remember the story with the meal? Yitzchak again, but let's give someone else a chance. Yes, Dash. They invited him to say the uh, Zimun, but he hadn't had any food. He, right, they didn't give him any food. They asked him for zimun, and he was he and he said, oh, "What should I make the beracha? Baruch shachal yanai mishelo." Shimon and Shetach, we're not going to go through, but he was very tough, very tough, and uh, there's a lot of stories about him. As a judge, he killed eighty witches. Remember the story with the eighty witches he killed. Also, anyway, but all those are nice stories. But it's again, there's nothing on this mishnah per se. So yes, David Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon Shetach had a very colorful life, a lot going on, but on this specific Mishnah and course examining the witnesses, I could not find anything exciting and relevant to us, so we're just going to move on. Mr. Braha. Yeah, you can move on. I was just going to say he had all the Kohanim killed. Which Kohanim was that? Didn't, didn't he kill all the rabbis? That was Yanai, not Shimon Shetach. Yanai yeah. killed all the yeah. rabbis. Yes, Shimon Shetach was the only surviving rabbi after his brother-in-law Yanai hit, killed everybody because his sister... Uh, sent him into hiding. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay, so I'm saying he had a lot of history. He's, he's a very uh, active and colorful person, but again, his Mishnah for generations is not really a Musai. Really, uh, the truth is, I, I didn't see anything today. It doesn't really belong in Pirkei Avot. It's like, uh, well, the truth is, Pirkei Avot, we said it's connected to Sanhedrin with judges, but it's not really a Musai Mishnah over here about cross examining witnesses. Okay, so we're going to start the next Mishnah and we'll continue Bezrat Hashem on Monday. Okay, Shemaya v'Avtalion kiblu mehem, and again, this is very pertinent today. Shemaya v'Avtalion; these were uh, the, the teachers of Beit Shammai and Beit Shammai and Hillel. They were Gerim, and Shemaya Omer, Ehov et Hamelacha, love work, love work. Usna et hate positions of power. That means there's work and there's not work. There's uh, you're a politician. I don't even have any politicians. It means. It's not a real work. It's not a real job. You just—it's uh, a position of power. It's not a job. But and try to stay away from government. Means when you get a job, get a real working job. Don't get one of these things. You're 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 a advocate. You're a this. You're a that. You're not really working. You got to work. Now, why is working so important? So we're just going to go to the Bartanur for a second because this is more applicable to us. We'll come back to the Rambam next time. love work. You have money. No, you have money. 
חייב לעשות מלאכה. Why? שהבטלה מביאה לידי שימום. Lack of work makes you lose your mind. You must stay busy. So therefore, don't retire. But I have enough money in my retirement account. Keep working as long as you can. If you don't work, you're going to lose your mind. Now, of course, if you could learn, wonderful. But not everyone could learn. Rav Shach, my father should, should live a long life. At a certain point in his life, where he says, you know what? I just want to go learn. Rav Shach said, no. So you, 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 don't think, you can't do it. person that's working, they're used to working all their life, you got to work. You can't just decide to retire and learn all day. The working person, if he's on the working program, most working people need to stay working because they don't stay working, they're going to get into trouble, they're going to lose their minds. So stay working. And that's why in our times, usually you have nothing to do. Do something. Get out of the house. Take a walk. Don't just do nothing. Now, guy says, what do you mean? Me? Work? The only work I'm uh, in Russia, I was, a, uh, I was a physicist. Become a shoemaker. Don't say, Adam Gadolani, I'm a great man. It's beneath my dignity. Because the Gemara says, Rav told Rav Kana, be a, a, an animal, a carcass tanner. And don't say, I'm chashuv. And lastly, don't hang out with politics and hang around with the government because you're going to get into trouble. You become a, a chashuv person, a highfalutin person. You're going to get into trouble. Stick to regular good jobs. Work hard. Stay out of trouble. And that's the story. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, we will, Aslan Safi has something to say. Yes, Aslan. I heard a different shot on this uh, Mishnah where it says, uh... I have it Rabbanut. You might think hate the rabbis. It doesn't mean that. No, it means, no, no, no. It means, no. no one said snat harabanim. Doesn't say hate the rabbis. Rabbanut, right? Rabbanut. Yeah. Some, some might think that, but I, the pshat I heard was yeah. the rabbis should love to work, but hate the kavod that comes along with it. Mm. Okay, thank you, Aslan. Okay, special pshat I heard. I'm working very hard now, not getting any kavod, so it's okay. <laughs> Okay, they, they're following the Mishnah. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, Rabbi. Dave. Yeah. Rabbi, okay. Um, I heard this before. Maybe you can clarify it. You got the Yitzhahara, okay? He wants you to do something bad, mm-hmm. okay? You're about to do something bad. You turn around and you say, no, I'm not going to do something bad. I heard that he fulfilled his mission by you not doing something right, bad. Right, right. His goal is not to make you sin. His goal is to I mean, test you and you should, you should he overcome it. He fulfilled a mission yes, of you yes, doing something yes. good now? 